Okay. Oh, damn. I know what happened. I was 10 minutes late. If you edited the start time on the clock, you do, and this may be, in this case, I'm just going to go live and see what happens. Okay. So I have to do something because it canceled in 10 minutes. I think I have to do something. Hey, I'm live. Look at that. I thought I wasn't live. Here I was live all this time, playing with my computer, trying to figure out what I was doing. Hi, everybody. It's Trish Carr at Women's Prosperity Network. Thank you so much for being with me today. I'm so glad that you're going to be with us as we are on the Be Real, Get Real podcast. And I'm so excited today because I have one of my favorite people here as my guest, a woman I've known for quite a while. And I'm going to learn something about her I never knew because the Be Real, Get Real podcast is all about being real so that you can get real and you can achieve real results. And really, this podcast is all about meeting the people behind the face of the business because we all do business but we do business with people. We don't do business with businesses. So today, my guest is the amazing pastor, Darlene Thorne. And Darlene is, you know, she's great. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a sister. She's a friend. She has devoted her life to influencing change to women ministry leaders and teach them how to practice positive, personal self-care, body, soul, and spirit. The other thing she does is she teaches caregivers how to create a life where they are on the to-done list. So often, caregivers who are taking care of other people put the other people first, and Darlene is about showing you how to put you first, because if you're not any good, you won't be good for the people that you're serving. Uh, Darlene is also a certified vision building life coach, and she has years of training in communication and ministry counseling. I know that you're going to love to meet her. She's fantastic. Let me bring her on. Darlene, so good to see you. Thank you for being with me today. I'm excited to be here. Yay. It's always good to be with you, Trish. Always. You too. And you know, when I, when I, you know, I know you and when I look at your bio and I see what you're up to, you know, CEO, CEO is um, a heart after the father. You coach and mentor caregivers. You coach and mentor women in ministry. I mean, you're really doing God's work on this earth, woman. I I, I believe that this is my purpose. And, yeah. and when I do what I'm purposed to do, it's not work. It's what I love. It's what I've been born to do. Yeah. So you do it. You know, it's like you wake up in the morning and this is it. I get to do this. Yes, I get <laughs> to do this. This is my privilege. Exactly. Yes, I love it. It's wonderful. And I know that um, we we talked about this and what we were going to talk about today. And we talked about how what you did for fun when you were younger has helped you as an adult now 
when the unexpected shows up, you know how to handle it. So what's the deal with that? Like, what were you doing for fun when you were young that made a difference for you all throughout your life? Absolutely. Well, when I was about 12 or 13, I was a candy striper. And one of the things I liked about the candy striper was the uniform. It was really cute. It was, you know, it literally was striped pink and pink and white and striped and and you had the little tassels over here and it had little pockets in the front and and you wore the white shirt and you wore the white shoes and you went in the hospital and you just got the opportunity to take juice and punch and cookies and books and you go inside the room where there are the patients and their patients' families are there. So you get the opportunity to go in there, say hello, introduce yourself, you get to have a little conversation, and then you offer them something. And sometimes when people aren't feeling well and you come in with a smile, that makes a huge difference in how they feel. Not only does the patient feel like someone is caring about how I'm walking through this thing, the family members appreciate the fact that there's someone who's pleasant that's coming in and that's offering them something, you know, for, you know, you think about it, all you're getting is the bill from right. the hospital well, or a shot or, <laughs> or, a shot. or medicine or something, you know, right. it's surprising. I didn't realize you could do that as young as 12 or 13. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I was thinking 16, 17. Well, no, when you're 12 and 13, you get to do that because it goes for um, for volunteer hours. For See, some people, school. right, for high school. And some people who are a part of like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, they can use those things as service hours that help them to earn badges. So it is, it, it's, it does more than that. And then, then it helps you as a person to learn to appreciate when someone's not feeling well, that you can put a smile on their face, that you can offer them something that's gonna help the stay be a little bit more palatable. And as a young person, I believe that's important because that's something that you take with you when you get older. Right, <laughs> right. You not only, I mean, so a lot of kids are even, uh, afraid of hospitals, don't like right. hospitals, have all That's these right. feelings about hospitals. So it helps you get over that. Yes. I can also see that it would help you get over worry, you know, illness, like Correct. seeing someone who's not a hundred percent, you know, with an oxygen mask or whatever, it takes that fear away as well when you're that young, right? Absolutely. And it lets you really um, appreciate, hopefully it helps you appreciate your own health. Mm -hmm. And you begin to think about, well, maybe there's some things I can do so that I might be able to avoid having to be in a hospital, yeah. you know, and not that it's, you know, it, it's a terrible thing because people go into hospitals for a variety of reasons. I mean, you and I got here because our, our mom went in the hospital. To have a baby. <laughs> yeah, to have a baby. So there's there's good reasons why we're going into hospitals. And when we're doing things to take care of our bodies and you have somebody that just comes in and says, hey, how are you today? With a smile, that makes a difference. And I think about that because it helped me when I got my first job. One of oh. my very first jobs 
was working at a nursing home. And because I had already worked as a candy striper, I knew what it was to go into the rooms when people aren't feeling well, and you know what kind of attitude you need to have coming in and what you need to do to help them feel better. So it really helped me on my journey because later on, and that's where the unexpected happens. <laughs> later on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What's the unexpected? I was thinking... It's really cool that you learned to have a positive attitude. That's like number one of all of it, that yes. you knew that your attitude and who you were being was going to affect the people that you were meeting with. That's yeah. big. That's it is. Big. It is. Our attitude can take us a whole lot further. See, when you walk into a place and you want to get something and you know that there's a possibility that they could say no. Coming in with a smile as opposed to, well, I deserve this. There's a difference in the way people will entreat you. There's a difference in the way that people yes. will have conversations with you because you're coming in with the attitude of gratitude. You're coming in also with the attitude that what I have, what I would like to get from you, I would do well by you if you get, if you shared it, if you shared it with me. Mm -hmm. And I would take care of whatever it is, you know, yeah. whatever it is you're walking into. Because for me, my unexpected was in 2019. Now, as a child, 12, 13 years old, I was learning. How do you entreat people? How do you take care of people? Well, in 2019, my husband suffered a stroke. And he was in the hospital oh for all these months. And I stayed at the hospital with him every day. And you all know that COVID hit. And on the 23rd of March was the last day that I could be in the hospital with him. So we're, we're FaceTiming each other and he's still walking through the process of healing. But what I recognized is while I was at the hospital with him, I made the job of the nurses easier. The unexpected happened. But what I was able to do was to be there in the hospital with him and whatever things that I knew I could do to help the nurses, the nurses staff, let me tell you, they came in many times and said, darling, thank you. You made our job easier. Those and, things. And, and you know what? Just, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm excited about what you're saying because. You made their job easier, and I want to hear how you did that, but I bet you you make their job easier by smiling, by being nice, by not demanding, by just saying when you get a chance to instead of I want this. I mean, it's like the way and all of that comes from the positive attitude and what you learned about how to deal with people. Absolutely. Because being at the hospital, some people may not realize that the nurses staff they have quite a number of patients to care for. And some people come in with the attitude, and I understand it's my relative that needs your care right now. And they come in with very tunnel vision, and they don't think that there are other people that are in the hospital that need that same nurse's care. And what I found is when I entreated them and when I was very kind to them and said just what you said, if you have a moment, can you check this for my husband? Because I'm noticing something. And I'll give you a prime example. One of the days my husband was late, and I know every day I know what my husband looks like. 
And when I came in this particular morning, I looked at his lips. Now, some of us don't realize that our lips tell the story. Mm. His lips usually were very bright pink and very full of, cause that's where the blood flows. Well, this day they were looking a little gray. And so I said to the nurses, I said, when you get a minute, can you please come and check on my husband? I know I'm not a nurse, but I'm looking at something and it doesn't look right to me. Well, let me let you know, when they came in and they looked at him, they said, I'm so glad that you brought us brought this to our attention because there's something going on with your husband and we need to rectify it. And they said, thank you so much for telling us. Not only were they thankful that I was there to tell them, but see, the thing is, the nurses are also responsible for the patients. Mm -hmm. So what if I hadn't said anything? Or what if I had been demanding all the time before that they wouldn't have paid any attention to me when I really did have a problem? You know, like the boy who cried wolf. Right, right. And I didn't want to be like the boy who cried wolf. Mm -mm. And that's what I found that when you are kind, when you are helpful, and I did my best to stay out of their way. I right. didn't try, I didn't try to be who I was not. I was there to be an advocate for my husband for the things that he needed while he was going through his process of healing because he couldn't speak for himself. He had a trach, he had all these things going on, so he wasn't able to speak for himself, but there I was, able to stand in the gap and help the nurses make their job easier. They told mm -hmm. me on many occasions I wish there were more patient family members like you. <laughs> yeah. No, I can relate. I can relate. How's your husband now? Oh my goodness. He is doing so much better. He came home from the hospital May 6th of 2020 and he has been working every day. As a matter of fact, just before we got on you and I going on live, we were doing our exercises. Let me tell you, these are things that are so important and I'm so thankful that I had those things that happened to me when I was younger because I had no idea that that was going to help me in caring for my husband even today because I remembered the things that they taught me at the hospital. I remembered the things they taught me at the nursing home. Even when I was in college, I had a part-time job. And guess what I did? I worked in the hospitals overnight because I watched over some of the, the patients while they were there. All of this preparation for the unexpected. Yes. And preparation. I mean, you have been a caregiver's caregiver since you were 12 years old. Exactly. I mean, if you think about that. And then how did you get into ministry? How did you get into working with women in ministry? Well, it started off as my parents, they were pastors. And I was a part of the women, the girls Bible study. And so one of the, the, the Bible study leader, I really was so taken by her and she really just poured into us and she was really concerned about us. And I liked the way she would pull us aside and talk to us. And if there was something going on with us, she would help us out. And I said, I want to do stuff like that. I want to be a helper to somebody else because I got some help that I needed. And so what, as I grew older, I found that people were coming to me, asking me for help. <laughs> And I had no problem sharing because I knew what I'd received. 
So mm-hmm. as as I continue to to grow in my relationship with the Lord and people just saw wisdom from me and they would come and ask me questions. They would send me notes and say, can we have coffee? And they say, you just, you just give such great wisdom and I just need this. And people would just call. And I found that that was a part of what had been instilled in me, not only from uh, the woman that taught the, our, our girls Bible study, but from my mom, oh my goodness. She was so concerned about everybody. And I'm, and she's never, ever, ever met a stranger. And oh, I, I think that. that that definitely passed down to me. I love that. <laughs> it's just been an amazing journey, just seeing how these little things, if we were to take time and to kind of travel through our mind's eye, the things that we did when we were young, the things that we gravitated towards when we were young, and then think about what we're doing now. I can 99% guarantee you that you are doing something that mimicked what you were doing when you were a child. Yep, 100%. I can see that in myself. <laughs> I too, I was always giving advice. Oh, you know what'll be the best way to do this? Go this way. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. that's what I do now is let and me show you how you can grow your business, right? And yes. that's, that's what I'm doing now. And you too. I mean, it's clear that your path started when you were really young. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. There are a lot of people who are with us um, who are part of Women's Prosperity Network, mm-hmm. who are also watching the broadcast, who are caregivers, who right. are juggling their own families. You know, that sandwich generation. So many of us are in that juggling their own families, working full time, taking care of a parent or loved one or someone who's been in an accident for a period of time. So people can get in touch with you. I know at your website. What, what, would, um, what would you tell them in terms of taking care of themselves? Like what's the best piece of advice you might share with a caregiver who's really burning it at both ends? I just did a Facebook live on this very thing this morning uh, in my group. And one of the things that I shared is that it's important for you to listen to your body. Your body will tell you what you need, but you must take time to listen to your body. That is so critical listening to what your body is saying, because your body will tell you when you need rest. Your body will tell you when you need water. If you want to check and see how dehydrated you are, one of these little tricks is if you take your hand and if you just like pull up the skin and if it falls back down, that means that you have enough uh, hydration going through your body. But if by chance, if you squeeze it, and it kind of sits there for a minute before it goes down, you need to know, you need to put some more water in your system. Our bodies are made up of over 60% water. You just made me pick, (laughs) I just picked up my water because you were saying that. Like I need to drink my water. Yeah, I've heard that before, that that, that's a really good way to tell if you've had enough water. Absolutely. So it's really important. So just having enough water. What's Mm -hmm. the name of the Facebook group? It is called the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, my Facebook group is called Refresh, Refill, Renew with Pastor Darlene Thorne. 
Let me tell you, it is an amazing thing to take care of yourself. Our bodies are an incredible machine and we don't want to, um, we don't want to dishonor this machine because if we don't take care of it, it will take care of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this group is um, for caregivers and anyone else. And who anyone wants refresh, else. Refill, renew. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. Do you have a particular uh, practice that you do like to get your day started? Um, I like music. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I will listen to music when I wake up. But also what I do is I do take time to be still and to have a time. People may call it prayer. They may call it meditation. They may call it a time of quiet. Any one of those where you center yourself for the day. And I smile when I wake up. Let me tell you, smiling really gets your day started. I want you to try it. When you wake up in the morning, smile. Because that's, that sends endorphins through your body. And you can decide what your day is going to be like just with a smile. I agree 100%. Even if you're not feeling great, just force yourself to smile and it brings good feelings in. So I'm totally down with that, sister. <laughs> That's really Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've put up your website a few times. Um, if you're a caregiver or just someone who needs to take better care of themselves, mm -hmm. or if you're a woman in ministry, um, be sure to go to DarleneThorne.com and you can follow Darlene. Uh, go to her Facebook group is Refresh, Refill, Renew with Pastor Darlene Thorne. So um, definitely join that group. Check out Dr. Uh, Pastor Darlene's. Um, I, you know, I've gotten that several I know, times. I get the doctor pastor. <laughs> I get the doctor pastor in there. Well, you know, every time I hear that word doctor, it just reminds me that that's one of the things on my bucket list. So, yeah, it's well, on, but it's you're almost the there. You have a master's in divinity, right? A master's in divinity. So just Absolutely. What, another year. Yeah, <laughs> year of school, <laughs> you can get that PhD. Exactly. But yeah, make sure that you um, definitely connect with Pastor Darlene. She's amazing, and she's doing amazing work on this planet. And I'm so glad that we had this time to talk and get to know each other, yeah. learn more about you. And um, thank you very much for being here with us. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Trish, as always. It is my pleasure as well. And thank you all for watching. We will be back again next week with another episode of Be Real, Get Real. And thank you all for being here. Ta-ta.